Triple M's Real Football Show. Oh, what a goal! Where Chris Dittmar, Albie Kidd and Val Migliaccio discuss the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish! The Triple M Real Football Show. Oh, so much happening in the world of football. Interestingly, something that affects us close to home, Val Migliaccio, our newsbreaker, is in quarantine. He went to the football in Melbourne over the weekend. He is at home isolating. So uh, we've just got the A-graders in today. Albie Kid, how are you? Hey, that's... And Maria Jose Rockers, how are you? Morning. Played good, for good. Salisbury Inter last week? Yes, we What did. was the score? 1-1. One, and did you score? No, well, the week before. Cote, 20 push-ups. <laughs> now... Hey, the by the way, I scored the game. Yeah. I scored the, way, the game that you told of wine. me. I said I'd, okay, I'd give it a Done. bottle of wine. Yeah. Just <laughs> split the cost, that's you Okay, know. fair enough. <laughs> Ten bucks each. Now, uh, plenty happening in the world of football. Albert, we'll get you to tell us all about the Europa League uh, a little bit later on. Yep. However, the breaking news here in Australia is about this television deal, which is really unprecedented in this country. We're talking free-to-air television for the men's and women's game. Amazing, amazing. I'm, I'm on my side. I'm very happy for men's, for women's, for football in Australia. Really, yep. um, I think to have the opportunity to watch a game on TV, mm-hmm. it's amazing for people to get to know a little bit more and then you know sub- subscribe for what they have to uh, do later. But I think it's a great opportunity. Albie, uh, $200 million, we're led to believe. Now, this surely filters down to the clubs and then onto the players. So it's a real injection for the game in this country at that level. Yeah, it's uh, about time as well that they've got something solid uh, that's because it is, you know, just out there and uh, nobody's not that sure what's going on. And, you know, you look at KO and, you know, have they got good coverage? I'm not sure. But look, we've, we've managed to get in touch with Simon Hill and we had a chat uh, just last night. And, um, you know, would he be involved with that, Diz, you reckon? Look, a good question. What would the panel look like? Um, you would suggest that people like him would be involved. I think they have to take Simon Hill. They need to poach him from Fox. To me, he's the best caller, best presenter in the game in this country. Um, as for the experts, you two could probably tell me more about who you prefer as your experts on the TV. Who, who, is there anyone, Cote, that you would like to see as part of the coverage? Who do you think's good? Oh, I think, uh, look, I would love to see, obviously, more females... Um you know, um, Casa commentators. Yep. But I think for me, Grace Gill and Stephanie Brands, yep. um, they are two females who are being um, um, involved with uh, football yep. for a couple of years. So it would be great to keep seeing those faces, and especially because they know about the game. Yep. They know about each player. So for us, you know, and Hassa soccer players, if that's for me, it's important. It's important when they're talking out there and to also educating people. Who would you like to see involved, Albert? Well, I think it's a very, very important thing because um, people gravitate towards the television if, if they're happy with the, the people that's commentating or making the comments or they've, they've got a trust in them, that they've, they've got a good knowledge of the game. That's, so, you know, let's, you know, it'd be interesting to see who they are. But, but for me, Simon Hill has got to be one of them. You know, John Aloisi does speak well. Uh, on the television, um, yeah. he's very suited to someone like that, you know. But but then you, then you go back to the Fox people, you know, like said Johnny Cosmina, yep. you know, uh, Ned Zelich and and people like that. Look, I think that it should be freshened up a little yep. bit with with former Socceroos. Mm. Uh, I think that would be good. I thought uh, in this day and age, it's great to have female panelists. Um, yeah. And I always thought Ned Zelich's sister Very good was tips. magnificent. When we go back to the last World Cup, I'd like yeah. to see her involved. And I'm sure they're talking to someone like her because she is a real class act. 
Um, that's one that springs to mind. I'm going to throw a name at you that you wouldn't have heard of for maybe 10 years, but I think this fella should really, really be involved in the game in this country. He's passionate about it. He knows the game, and he's a terrific commentator, Kyle Patterson. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Carl was uh, very, very good, uh, very knowledgeable in the game as well. Now, he got Presents out of the game well. because he didn't get treated very well at SBS, SBS at the time. SBS, yeah. And that's the only reason he got out of the game. He, he, I hope they've got him on their radar because he, along with Simon Hill, would be two terrific front men for the game in this country. Now, the other good positives we're told about it, Saturday night games, live, free-to-air, yeah. which is a good prime-time position. Yeah. Uh, the women's game will have its own slot as well, Kote. Yes, that will be on Sundays. Yes. Yes, and um, 10 bold. So I'm um, very excited about that. Again, people will get the chance to have one game per week yep. every Sunday. All right. Um, so I think from a, uh, from the playing point of view, that's the clubs. It would be interesting. We're going to have a chat with Bruce GT shortly, and uh, that would be one of the questions I'm really keen to ask Bruce would be, you know, what's his dollar value for each respective yeah, club? Yeah, yeah. Look, in fact, we've got Bruce waiting on the line right now. Let's go to him, the man in charge at Adelaide United. Bruce, the brand new TV deal, we've just been talking about it, $200 million. Uh, what an injection for the game here in this country. This is just a great news story. It is a fantastic story, and uh, I spoke to Danny Townsend and Gregor Rourke uh, yesterday. They were extremely pleased um, that all the hard work that not just them but everyone's put in is is hopefully going to reap rewards. And the game's on a growth trajectory now. Um, we've got an organisation uh, that has invested in the game, taken an equity stake in the game, yep. and is providing a capital injection via TV rights. So... Um, phenomenal achievement for the game. Gets us on one of the three main uh, free-to-air stations in Channel 10 on their main station. So On a Saturday a night, prime time. Yeah, a lot of positives to come out of that deal and a lot of certainty now in the future of the game. Bruce, what, is, um, what does this mean for women's football? It's a huge boost for women's football. And to be honest, I don't think uh, the men or the A-League, if you like, get that deal if clubs don't have W League teams. I think that's how important the women's game is, not just to football clubs, not just to society, but also to commercial entities that that are looking for a return on their investment. So I think with that increased investment that programs will get more sophisticated and I'm sure through the collective bargaining agreement between the PFA and the clubs that uh, it's going to be ensured that women's football, where they train how they're treated, what resources are allocated to them are on par with whatever the A-League teams are receiving. Bruce, it's mentioned on a, a number of occasions that this is sustainability of the respective clubs right across the country in the A-League. Uh, what's the dollar value approximately for each respective club at this point in time? The 200 mils being mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. what does that mean for the Adelaide Uniteds of this world? I'm unsure on the exact amount in terms of the distribution that will go to each club. Um, I'm not close enough to it. Um, But what it will definitely do is that it will reinforce and or shore up the finances of, of the football clubs. I don't think it's a boon that there's 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 heaps of money pouring in now and, and you know, the salary cap's going to go up and all this sort of stuff. I don't think uh, this deal yeah. does that. This deal gives us the potential for that to happen in time. But what this deal really does is it just 
it just puts a, a, a flaw on the game, the professional game in, in this country, in the sense that we were going into an environment with COVID, Fox TV rights deal um, cut from the three remaining years to just the one season, finishes at the end of June this year, and a lot of uncertainty going forward. Um, this deal definitely brings the certainty back and will ensure that you know clubs, if they're, if they're run uh, responsibly, will be sustainable, not just now, but for the next four or five years. Bruce, we were just talking off air there about the, the importance of the panel, the people that are on the, the actual panel, like people like Simon Hill and, and co, but uh, that's a massive thing. That's a huge thing. And there was a lot of talk in the office about, you know, who they're going to get to run the programs, who they're going to get to do the commentary and, and, and all the rest of it. And, you know, I think Fox has done a fantastic job up until now. Without <laughs> Look, if we're pretty really honest, without without Fox Sports and, and, and Foxtel, the, the game would have never gotten off the ground in a professional capacity yeah, yeah. In, in the first place, right? So very grateful to them and really good people there. What I'm sure that um, Network 10 and uh, and Paramount Plus will, will want to do is to have a new look and a new feel. That means new faces and new voices. Um, who those people will be, I don't know. Um, Simon Hill's name is is being thrown about everywhere for good reason. He, he, he is a fan, phenomenal commentator, the best in the country. I think that's clear. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do on the on the on the media front, and it's very exciting times on that front, definitely. All right, let's just focus on Adelaide United for a moment before you leave us. Sitting third on the ladder. How have you seen the last few weeks? You had a few weeks in a row. I reckon it was about four or five victories and looking very, very good. Then dropped the odd game, but you've done the right thing and bounced back again. Yeah, and that's always going to be uh, the way the season pans out for, for a lot of teams. You know, uh, we started very, very slowly. Um, went on a phenomenal run and then sort of started a little bit and, and, and starting to, to find our feet again. So... You know, I think it's important at the business end of the season, two huge games to come. I mean, Sydney FC this, this weekend, uh, you know, the, it's been a long time since we played such an important game, yep. especially with top two in our sights. Um, and then the Wanderers, who have capitulated in the in the back end of, of, of this season after starting quite promisingly, um, but, you know, they're going to want to put on a good show as the last game of their season. So... Um, Two very tough games, two very big games coming up. If we win both of them, I'm, you know, quietly confident that we can jag the number two spot. Yep. Um, but I think for us, it's important to get a home final, and and that's definitely top four. Mm. Bruce, a question: um, Will the club look to move any finals to Adelaide Oval if they make the top four? No. no so, okay. I, I, look, I, I, definitely not. Obviously, if, if we're hosting the grand final, it would be at Adelaide Oval. Um, that's for sure. But um, in with, our, with the other finals games, they'll be at Cooper's Stadium. Okay. All right, Bruce, good luck, mate, uh, with those last two games of the season. Let's hope you can secure the top two spot. And, uh, yep, exciting times ahead with this brand-new TV deal. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Good on Cheers, you, Bruce. Bruce. Yate, Adelaide United's Director of Football. Plenty to talk about in the world of football here with the A-League. We are getting to the very, very important end of the season. Also, the Socceroos squad has just been announced. Thought we'd get an expert on Albie, because sometimes I doubt what you say. I need to get you know reinforcements <laughs> in. The man he works on Optus well, John's Sports. A John Aloisi. How are you, John? 
Yeah, good, thanks. And I never doubt you, Albie. I always believe <laughs> what you say. Hey, we want to ask you about the Socceroo squad first up. Um, between the three of you experts, how do you see it? Who's missed out that perhaps should be, and who would you like to ask uh, John about, Albie? Well, there's one thing that springs to mind, being uh, local in, in Adelaide. There's not any players from that squad that's been in, in, introduced into the, the Socceroo squad there, uh, John. So uh, maybe um, you could maybe pass comment on a couple of players that maybe be on the verge of uh, making in the, the, the Socceroos. Yeah, I think Craig Goodwin uh, is one player that uh, it probably would be disappointed to miss out. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, he's had a bit of an up and down period when he's come back, but that was always going to be the case because he had to spend two weeks in quarantine. But he's he's got goals in him, you know, from the position that he plays in on the left wing. He scores goals, he gets into good positions, he can also mm-hmm. set up goals. Um, so he's one player definitely and uh, I think other than that uh, you know you've got younger players that are coming through but probably not just there yet to be selected for the national team John one of the guys that uh, stands out for me is Riley McGree now the reason I'm mentioning that is you know as we're all aware um, Riley McGree's not not really getting any game time at Birmingham Um, is that is that fair for the players that's playing in in the A-League Oh, look, uh, Riley McGree is a top player, and uh, and I think that he's uh, he's a big talent. I know he's getting a little bit older, but uh, he showed when he did play in the A League that he was probably one of the standout standout players. Yeah, um, yeah, he didn't play at the beginning at Birmingham, uh, but when they changed the manager, uh, he ended up getting a bit more game time. And and I think that you have to take him to the national team. If he doesn't play, it's just to gain experience as well, because. Um, he's definitely one of our brightest players coming through at the moment. And I, I love him as a player. And I love it even more that he's, a, he's an Adelaide boy. He's from Gawler. So yeah. um, I, I think that, uh, that, you know, I always want to see local boys do well. And, and it's good to see him in the national team. John, um, now well, we're talking, you know, about the national team. And um, I'm agree with you, like um, Goodwin, um, he's, he's doing... Um, um, lately good and for that position he's still scoring goals and and for me personally I would love to see someone from Adelaide United because they're just not top three but I, I see a lot of younger players um, now I was just asking a question here um, uh, do you watch the um, the game uh, Melbourne City what are your thoughts about lifting you know their um, trophy the inaugural premiers plate on the weekend yeah, look, it's an important step for Melbourne City because before that they only had won an FFA Cup. Um, but you can see that it's taken years to get to this position. You know, I think they took giant leaps forward last season and with the, the French manager and now Paddy Cusnorbo has taken uh, what he learned under him on board in uh, Montbert's and, uh, and, and now you can see them, you know, going on to another level. But the thing is with, with what's going to happen in the final series, and this is where it's going to be very, very interesting, is because the national team has called up at least three players from the Melbourne City and also Sydney FC, um, come final season, it's, it's actually impact, wide yeah. open. Mm. Yeah, it's going to impact uh, heavily, John. You make a very, very good point there because, um, you know, Melbourne City will be, you know, damaged there, as will Sydney. So it makes for a, a, a just a, an unusual end of the season. Mm. Yeah, it does. And, and you know, how do you replace someone like a Jamie McLaren? I was fortunate exactly. to coach Jamie. And, uh, and Jamie's a natural goal scorer. You know, he scored 25, 26 goals this season already. And you're not going to have him in your most important period of the season. That's a big loss for them. Uh, Sydney FC, 
You know, McGowan at the back is a big loss, but also Ryan Grant. But, you know, the one that springs to mind is Redmayne because Redmayne, um, you know, he's got that experience in goals. And, you know, again, when you haven't got a goalkeeper that's playing on a regular basis and then you throw him into the pressure game, uh, it's not going to be easy. So this is an opportunity for Adelaide United if they do make the finals, which it looks like they should. Um, you know, they, they could actually uh, surprise and go all the way. Well, just on that, you've had involvement in your time at Sydney. You've been at Melbourne Central Coast, but you are an Adelaide boy. Where, which way are you kicking? Who are you with? Who's who's actually um, going to go all the way? You should have been here years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I have to go. I want Adelaide to win because uh, a few reasons that uh, my brother's there. So, yes. I, of course, I support him. Um, and, and being an Adelaide boy, you always support your hometown club unless you're working for the opposition and then you have to, to you know, support the club that you're working for uh, and you know, give your best for them. But, um, yeah, I look, I, I think it's going to be a very close final series. Um, you know, there's a lot of positivity around the A-League at the moment, especially with the television rights now going to 10 and Paramount. I think that's, uh, you know, another positive uh, aspect to come out of this season. And uh, it's a good time to be involved in, in not only A-League, but in uh, football in Australia. John, in, in closing, um, I must mention Man United. Um, you were doing the commentary last night and whatnot, but um, what a disappointment. And you made a very oh. valid point about the goalkeeper, the Gia. He looked very, very unconfident, so to speak, um, in every aspect of the game. You know, you mentioned the goalkeepers being big, and, and, and it's a very good professional comment that you make there, but geez, it was disappointing for Man U at the end of, end of the game. Yeah, look, I felt for Man United in terms of you know losing in the final because Oli does need to win. He knows the club he's at. He needs to win at Man United. And and the big decision before the game and and the lead up to the game was whether he'll go with De Gea in goals or go with Henderson. Henderson, yeah. He de- he decided to go on De Gea, but you know, Albie, you know, you've taken penalties when you're a player. You know what it's like when you've got a goalkeeper that's got a presence in goals and and that looks big. It makes the goal look small. De Gea didn't have that. Now, he hasn't saved a penalty since 2016. 35 penalties he's faced and (laughs) he hasn't saved one of them. Mm. I've never seen a penalty shootout when the goalkeeper doesn't save one out of 11 penalties. It's it's unheard of. And and I think that, you you know, you have to... I, I, I still think he's a good keeper, but in a penalty shootout, he wasn't the right man for them. Yeah, even the goal that they scored as well, John. It was a quite a, a, a soft goal that, that wasn't really hit hard on on the gear. But um, you know, I thought he should have done a lot better. But right across the whole game, I just thought that he showed a lack of confidence right across the board. Yeah, I look. I think there were the majority of the United players weren't there uh, this morning. I think that the probably the two standouts were McTominay in midfield. I thought yep. he was uh, excellent. Um, and Cavani up top, you know, he's 34 years old, but the, the amount of running and chasing and fighting that he, he put in, and uh, and they also got his reward by scoring that goal. But other than that, I think it was a disappointing uh, performance. And also, I was disappointed with Solskjaer. He made changes. Uh, his first substitute was in the 110th minute, in, so he was in extra time. I thought that that lacked, uh, you know, to control the game, to actually make a difference and change the game. He didn't do where Emery, on the other hand, for Villarreal, he made six changes over 120 minutes and it worked for him. John, fantastic to talk to you, mate. Always informative and uh, we look forward to hearing your commentary over the next few weeks. Thanks for having me on.
Good on you. John Aloisi, one of the absolute superstars here in the game in Australia, and we'll hear him on Optus Sports. Just been talking about the Europa League here on The Real Football Show. Albie, tell me about the Champions League coming up in four days' time. Yeah, a brilliant game coming up. Man City and Chelsea on the the, uh, 31st of the 5th, four or five days away, I think. This game is, is quite interesting because it was uh, originally the final was going to be in Istanbul as we, we talked yes. about uh, debts, but it's been cancelled now and it's, it's going to be played at uh, Port Rose Ground in Lisbon, Portugal. So, um, so Man City, uh, just a bit of history, uh, um, Dits, um, Man City's never been into the final, Chelsea's been in, two, two, well I've got two under the belt and, and this, this is the third one coming up, so it's going to be an interesting game and I've been listening to the pundits, um, you know, who they're, they're going to pick to win this game mm. and it's probably 50-50 but you would think, I, I see Man City as being the, the dominant team obviously. Man yeah. City has to be favourite, surely. With the season they've had. Well, you look at the players that they've got, Kevin De Bruyne and, you know, Gabriel Jesus and Sterling and whatever. They've got quality quality players. And, and Chelsea have as well. They've finished fourth in the in the EPL. And uh, obviously they've, they've done well to get to that final. But uh, but Chelsea, you know, you've got Oliver Giroud that could change the game. And, you know, we, we talked earlier on with John Alusi about impact players and... Uh, <clears throat> Solskjaer never used the, the bench that well but yeah. um, looking at Garoud there when you've got players like that they could score at any given time they could be at the game that says you're well aware for 85 minutes and then have a two minute spell and they score a couple of goals you know now, that's what, I, I that's don't know what if I'm Chelsea's the only one that thinks like this but you've got two British sides playing why wouldn't the game if they've shifted it why wouldn't it be played in Britain somewhere at a neutral ground Well, and look, does that fact, make sense or yeah. not? I think because it's Champions League, I mean, you want to make it, is it European? Yeah, but they shifted it from Istanbul. Yep. Yeah. And either either Britain's a part of Europe in this sense or it isn't, and it certainly is because all of the teams play yeah, in the I think time. what's happened is around the world with COVID, yeah, you're right. Like, they yeah. should make a new trend. But, but I hear what you're saying, Dits, and I think the main topic there being there's two, there are two English clubs. Yeah. You know, they, they, they would get a, a massive crowd there. And, and looking at the, there's, there's a bit of, you know, leniency on the, on the crowds now in, in, in EPL games. Yep. Just finished up there, obviously. Yep. But uh, there was a, a lot of players, a, a lot of spectators at the, the previous game. But, Played uh, in Cardiff. Millennium Stadium. Yeah. That'd be a good venue. Well, that's New England, though. That's Wales. No, 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 but it's neutral. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm talking about a neutral ground. Yeah. I yeah. know my geography. No, Thank yeah. you. No, I know. I, well, I knew you were across Sorry, how long Cardiff been in Wales? Sorry. Um, and by anyway, the way, guys, okay, and by the way just to come in on your team as well, West Bromwich Albion, how did they finish up their debts off? They are about to win the championship next year. Yeah, next all right? year. Okay. I'll be so, winning that So what you're saying, they got relegated. Yes, they did. All right. Don't use that word. It's a nasty word. No, no it is a nasty word. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. All right, Cotter, what are the big hot topics in the world of football? Football, Matilda Squat uh, was yep. released a few days ago. Yep. Um, we see international players, uh, mainly... <laughs> Everyone overseas, um, Albi, is that right? It is. Mm. What yep. do you think about the squad this time? Well, they, listen, they, they playing against Sweden, is it? Yeah, they've got yep. a friendly. This is a they funny a one friendly. for me because okay. they're playing a friendly against Sweden and they're in Group G, guys, mm. and Sweden's in their group. Now, yep. now, one would assume you would never, ever play a friendly game just prior yep. to the, Trying to avoid to the Olympics coming up. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be able to have a look at uh, <laughs> each other. But uh, mm. I just think it's strange. Where's that game being played? Um, good question, Dits. You put me on the I'm spot. Just, there, no, right? but I'm just presuming, Cotter, that that's why there would be no Australian-based players in the squad. Yes, yes, that's, that's right. Travel. But what I'm thinking here, it's how the Australian-based 
players um, will have the opportunity to showcase their talent for the Olympics. Yeah, well, they, you know, you're right. They have they to make them together because every country is doing that, you know. But I'm only Europe presuming at the moment American. it's a bit of a necessity. Yeah, exactly. And I hope, you know, everyone gets what well, I think it's amazing. Um, all of them really quality players. I see Dylan Holmes. Mm -hmm. Very happy for her. Yep. She's a South Australian player. Yes. And, you know, to, to the work that she has put it. But I see it from other players. They are playing MPO in... Um, um, Melbourne, Sydney. So hopefully, you know, they get all together and uh, the squad um, get stronger because that's what we want, you know, Australia to be able to compete really with the strongest team. That they have a really Definitely. tough group, right, yeah. Avi? But on the, on the, uh, the, the group that they're in, guys, uh, you know, they're in Group G. In the group is America, who is ranked one. Um, then you've got uh, New Zealand, who's ranked 22. Sweden yes. is ranked mm -hmm. fifth. And Aussie... Aussies, it's, it's, I think they're ranked 16 now, are they? Or top 10. They, 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 I thought they were in the top 10 for a, a yes. little while. Mm -hmm. But uh, now they're actually, uh, I read yesterday, I believe, that they've dropped down to 16th. How do you think uh, they're going to go in the Olympics, Avi? Yeah, I reckon that they've got a strong squad there. Um, you know, obviously they've got a lot of, you know, what they've got in their, um, their, their lockers now is that they've got a few professional players uh, being taught properly the game overseas. And, uh, you know, the Sam cares of this world and, and whatever. But um, I think they, they could bring a, a lot of experience to the Aussie team now. And I think they'll do very well in that competition. Now, in, I can the confirm the game is in Sweden. Okay. So it's being yes. played over there. Yeah, uh, you talk about young Adelaide girls. Emma Checker is a girl that came from here. Yeah, she's and, playing uh, overseas. Yeah. Uh, Iceland at the moment. Yeah, I had a lot to do with her when she was younger. Very, very impressive girl and a terrific player as well. So Yeah, she has amazing develop um, <clears throat> um, the last three years yep. and I think of course you know she deserves um, an opportunity there the same with um, uh, Dylan Dylan yep. you see yep. you see her playing now in um, Sweden so mm -hmm. it's amazing for all those players who we see them you know um, when they start um, playing just starting soccer for me you know I know Dylan five years ago as well and yeah Emma Cheke you know have seen her developing through um, Matildas in clubs around South Australia yep we're actually going to so we're actually going to be uh interviewing uh, uh, Izzy Dalton, who, mm -hmm. who's unfortunately dropped out of the... She already got picked for the um, the, the Olympic squad there, yep. but um, yep. she's a very good player. I've seen her playing, and I'm very surprised that she's not been brought into the squad. Yep. But uh, I think she'll have her, have her mind set on, um, um, obviously, the World Cup there. She's missed out in this squad, as yep. I say. Sure. But what a great player. So we'll have a chat with uh, Izzy uh, probably next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are the other hot topics, Albert? Yeah, look, come, come, come back on the Champions League, uh, Dits. Um, you know, there's a player's pool or a, or a prize money pool, mm. £120 million. Pounds. Right. Um, now, that's that's excessive. You know, if you look at uh, Man United, mm. for example, uh, they have played in the Champions League this year yep. and they've also paid, played in the Europa League. Yeah. Now, they actually, um, their income on that was about £39 million. Mm, dropping the ocean for them, though. I know. And I know. Now, a couple of other figures. Uh, you look at um, De, De Gea. You know, he, he was speaking to John Aloisi there about the how he was really lacking confidence in that game. Yeah. £20 million a year. Mm -hmm. You know, so... And, and also, the, the, the actual Europa League... Um, I think it was eight million euro for the winners, which yeah. which was Villa Real, as we all know now, and uh, Man United getting uh, half of that. 
So it's, formally, it's a runners up. formally in Euro to Man United doesn't mean anything, well, though, does nothing. it? Well, no. you look at the big figure that they've achieved, the, yeah. the, the money that they've achieved through Europe, yeah. the Europe competition is $39 million. Yeah. Well, it's, you'd still rather have it, but it's not going to change their world, is it? Not really. Not really, no. no all right. Uh, wealthy, wealthy club debts, as we all know. Anything else? Yes, talking about hot topics, Copa, uh, Copa America is um, first game Argentina against Chile yeah. next Friday. Right. Important game because... Uh, Chile has won against Argentina, one final. So that's going to be very, very big. And then, yeah, we have the rest of the game coming for the next two weeks, Copa America. But just to close off, uh, that's on a couple of hot topics. Um, again, going back to Melbourne City, congratulations to the boys there. Yep. You know, winning the minor premiership. And I think they, they might be able to go all the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm hoping they don't because I'm hoping that Adley City, obviously, um, get up there and, uh, and win that, that competition. But the other one here is uh, Dundee Football Club, the club I used to play for. Mm -hmm. They were relegated uh, last year, surprisingly, but they've got managed to get up in one hit. Straight back as, up. As did Hearts yep. as well. Okay. So Dundee and Hearts promoted and Kilmarnock and Hamilton relegated. So we'll finish on that Scottish note, I think. What do you think? Heart of Midlothian. Heart of Midlothian. Correct. Okay. You've been listening to The Real Football Show. Enjoy your weekend of football and we'll do it again next week.